Welcome back guys to the Full Crippled Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Um, just want to say, please make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. I really would appreciate it. Um, if you guys don't know what it does, what that, what that ends up doing is it kind of distributes the podcast throughout the platforms, throughout each of the platforms, respectively. Um, you know, it, it distributes it through Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, and it just makes it to where it gets to more people, basically. Um, but yeah, then that, and just make sure that I'm going to have all my social media links down below. Just let me know how the episode is, if you guys enjoyed it. But anyway, guys, let's get into today's episode. So the first thing here are the Buccaneers are re-signing veteran backup quarterback Ryan Griffin. So that would so that means that they're basically keeping the same. They're keeping everyone, you know, right? They they kept, um, you know, they they have the same quarterback room. It's Tom Brady. Quarterback one, obviously. Blaine Gabbert backing up Brady. Ryan Griffin, the guy they just re-signed, is third string. And so, um, yeah, so Ryan Griffin is actually the one who kept him upright, Tom Brady upright, after the, you know, during the boat parade. Uh, that picture that the the picture that went viral on the internet with Brady being drunk. With him being guided, that was Ryan Griffin. Um, jokingly, perhaps the backup quarterback will have more expanded duties in twenty one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but anyway, the Buccaneers—they have announced Tuesday that they re-signed Ryan Griffin, giving Brady some company in the quarterback room. Tampa Bay didn't have a quarterback under contract outside of Brady until Inkin Griffin. Last year's backup, Blaine Gabbert, remains a free agent. Oh, I didn't know he was... Okay. My bad, then. I didn't know that he was a... That he was on a one year, or that he was on his last remaining year. So then they probably won't. I mean, if they really want to try to keep everyone together, they'll re-sign them. Um, well, then it's Brady and Ryan Griffin for right now, anyway. Or if they don't want Blaine Gabbert, they'll re-sign someone else. So it should Ryan Griffin make the final 53-man roster, this will become his seventh season with the Buccaneers. After being claimed off waivers from New Orleans in 2015, 31-year-old has been chiefly a preseason player, having thrown just four NFL passes in his career, all coming in 2019. Having spent years in Tampa, Griffin has experienced in Byron Leftwich's and Bruce Arians' system. Given Brady's durability, the Bucks could be comfortable with Griffin as the one vet- lone veteran backup this season. After rolling with two dirt, with after rolling with two during the pandemic last year. Resigning Griffins shouldn't preclude the Bucks from potentially adding a rookie signal caller at some point during the 21 draft. If that's how GM 
Jason Light's draft board falls. Should it fall that way anyway? So Tom, Tom Brady, familiar teammate in Ryan Griffin after the quarterback, after quarterback Blaine Gabbert went to free agency. When the GOAT will knows, he will keep him up right after Lombardi hosting celebration. That's great that they have actually included that. But yeah, so I actually thought Blaine Gabbert was, I didn't know that he was, uh, I didn't know he was on his final year, so that's my fault. Um, but yeah, so you put it that way, you know, this is, if, if he does make the final 53, you know, they re-sign him, but you never know what happens. There's a long time until preseason cuts, um, you know, to kind of reshape that final team, to re, you know, to shape the final team. What guys do you not want? What guys do you want? Keep them that way. And so, yeah, but what I was going to say is, you know, should he make the final 53, this will be come his seventh year on the Bucks. It'll officially, it, it will have officially have been his seventh year on the Buccaneers. And so you put it that way, it's a nice veteran to have in the back as a backup. Obviously, Tom Brady, a bigger veteran himself than Ryan Griffin is, but you know, he'll you know, Tom Brady still loves to be a student of the game despite winning seven seven Super Bowls. And that's I think that's probably what I admire the most about him is that he just he continues to become, you know, continues to be a student of the game after winning 10 Super Bowl after having 10 Super Bowl appearances and seven Super Bowl wins. He continues to be a student of the game and is still learn is still willing to learn the game and it's just it's so it's so admirable. Like you can't, you just you know anyone that hates him so much because of his greatness or just is annoyed of him so much because of it. You have to admit that it is admirable to see that he still wants to be a student of the game. You know, still wants to learn, even though he has ten Super Bowl appearances and seven wins, like seven Super Bowl wins. Like that, that's incredible, and. I think that, you know, with that being said, it wouldn't be far-fetched to say that Ryan Griffin could teach Tom Brady things on the Buccaneers, like specifically the Buccaneers offense, like because if this would become his seventh season with the Buccaneers, they even said he even knows Byron Leftwich's and Bruce Arians' offense. He, you know, this is only Brady's second year in the Bucs. Brady probably learned it pretty quickly. But, you know, Ryan Griffin can teach Tom Brady some things that maybe Brady didn't know, you know, can teach him some things about the Buccaneers offense specifically. He may be able to do that. And so that's where that will probably end up coming in. And that's, you know, that that's the – that's pretty likely to happen because Brady is a student of the game. He still wants to learn. You know, he still feels like he's learning. And so – Given that, I really truly feel like that's probably where they're taking this, and that's then that could inevitably happen. But, um, next thing here is the Buccaneers are actually, or Buccaneers, the Steelers are re signing head coach Mike Tomlin to a three year extension. I wasn't going to add this because he's a coach, but he's a head coach, so I was like, yeah, I'll add it. I was like, I'll, I'll add it because it's significant enough. 
if it was just like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think who would who could be. If it was like a team director or something or whatever, I probably wouldn't have done it. But because it's significant enough, I added it. Anyway, so the Steelers, the Steelers have announced Tuesday that. Wait, what? Announced Tuesday signing a long-time head coach to a three-year contract extension that keeps them. Oh, I read that wrong. I'm bet my bad. Sorry. The Steelers announced Tuesday that they re-signed the long-time that they re-signed long-time head coach Mike Tomlin to a three-year extension that keeps him with the club through the 24 season. This is what Mike Tom. Ooh, this is what Steelers president Art Rooney II said in a statement. "Quote: I am pleased to announce we have extended Mike Tomlin's contract through the 2024 season. Mike is one of the most successful head coaches in the National Football League." And we are confident in his leadership to continue to lead our team as we work to win another championship, end quote. So 49-year-old head coach Mike Tomlin is now entering his 15th season with the Steelers. Famously, Tomlin has never had a, lo a losing season in his 14 years in, chair in charge of the club. The annual success even includes getting his club to 500 in 2019 despite spending the year with backup quarterbacks under center most of the campaign. And this is what Tomlin himself said, quote, I am extremely grateful for this contract extension and want to thank Art Rooney II and everyone in the organization for the support in my first 14 seasons. We have a goal of winning the organization's seventh Super Bowl championship, and I couldn't be more enthusiastic about this upcoming season. End quote. So since Tomlin actually took over the team back in 07, they won seven division titles, including last season with a 12 and four mark and been, and has been to the postseason nine times. Tomlin became the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl helping the Steelers hoist the Lombardi in just his second season at the helm. Despite the long lasting success, however, Pittsburgh hasn't been a, back to a Super Bowl since following since losing following the 2010 season. Tomlin's new contract will take him beyond the 15-year run Bill Cowher spent as the Steelers head coach. Since 1969, Pittsburgh has had just three head coaches, Tomlin, 2007 to now, Cowher from 92 to 2006, and Chuck Noll from 69 to 91. The unprecedented run of stability in Pittsburgh will continue with Tomlin's new pact, a.k.a. his contract. So there's that. Uh, next thing here. Oh, what I was going to say about the whole, uh, I, I knew I was going to say something about after the Mike Tomlin thing. You got to think that as long as, I just want to say this last one. You have to think that as long as Mike Tomlin is, you know, head coaching with the, you know, for the Steelers, um, you got to think that with him being a head coach there still, Anything is possible, you know, you, you can't, you can't, and I guess at this time of the year, you really can't knock out any sort of team yet because no team has played. Um, but if you're a Steelers fan, you almost got to think that you're, you're, you're going to be in great hands when, when it comes to having Mike Tomlin as your head coach.
You know, you, you just got to have that feeling that you guys are going to be in good hands and that you're going to go have success either way. And that was the only thing I wanted to say there. But anyway, let's move on. Panthers are expected to sign ex-Titans defensive tackle Daquan Jones. So uh, Ian Rappaport, insider Ian Rappaport, reported Tuesday morning. Excuse me. The former Titan defensive tackle Daquan Jones is now visiting the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers are expected to sign him to a one-year contract. Spent his entire career in Tennessee. Underrated defensive lineman can be a versatile space eater, a run stuffer, and then he compiled 235 career tackles and nine sacks over 99 games with the Titans. One remaining need for the Panthers was adding depth alongside Derrick Brown in the interior offensive interior defensive line, with few standout options in the draft. Snaking a solid veteran like Jones at the stage at this stage should benefit a young defense. Other news the league is monitoring on Tuesday. Dolphins are announcing the signing of offensive tackle DJ Fluker. The news comes less than a day after the former first-round pick broke the news on a tweet. Uh, next thing here are the – or excuse me. Former Pro Bowl tight end Jordan Reed is retiring from the league. So first came into the league in 2013 by Washington. Made his comeback in 2020. Now a former Pro Bowler battled array of injuries since and now walking away from the league with hopefully no regrets. And insider Ian Rappaport did end up reporting about this. Reed's ability, or excuse me, let me. I missed a. I missed something. So. Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Okay. Reed's ability in the passing game made his career trajectory seem boundless in Washington, hitting high marks in 2015 with a 952-yard, 11-touchdown season and a 2016, and 2016 as a Pro Bowl selection. Injuries, like I talked about earlier, I did end up catching to him and riddled his career most notably, concussions derailed his opportunity to be among the best in the game. Those are really going to shorten up your career. Uh, the more that you get, the more concussions that you get, the more, you know, the more your career takes, the, the more their career takes a hit, and the less likely you are to play for countless and countless of years. And I think that's what makes... Rob Gronkowski's comeback, you know, so special is despite all the concussions, you know, the many he took in New England, the you know, the many other injuries, the elbow injuries, elbow surgeries, the hip surgeries, all of those surgeries, countless and countless of years of injuries, takes one year off, does CBD, does C, what is that called? CB, what is it called? CBD, I think it is. Takes one year off, the CBD is completely healthy. Comes back and now played a full 16 games with the Buccaneers. I think that's just what makes the whole, 
you know, Rob Gronkowski thinks so special is all the concussions and stuff, and he's still playing, and he played a full 16 games and is as healthy as he ever used to be. And it's just it's it's crazy. But um not really a fun fact, but it's kind of an interesting fact. Out of Jordan Reed's entire career, out of his entire career, never played a full 16 game slate ever. Every single season he played had at least an injury in it that costed him a game. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that, guys. Anyway, thought that was pretty interesting. So, returned with the San Francisco 49ers last season, proving you can still produce when healthy, earning 26 catches for 231 yards, four touchdowns in 10 games. During his six years on the field with Washington, regenerated 329 receptions, for 3,371 yards and 24 touchdowns in 65 games played, underscoring that his massive potential despite missing 31 games over that span. Reed still ranks 10th in career receptions and touchdowns in club history and 13th in yards. 446 targets in Washington are 6th most in franchise history. But uh, moving on now, Alex Smith announces his retirement after his 16-year career in the NFL. So I actually remember seeing this yesterday. So Alex Smith's improbable comeback ended up being his final act in football. 36-year-old Alex Smith retired from the NFL Monday via Instagram. Shows him in his Washington uniform walking away. And that was the post that he gave. So Alex Smith did say earlier this offseason he was interested in pursuing a new opportunity under center once the inevitable release from Washington became a reality, and he could have continued his career if he'd wanted to. Multiple teams wanted to sign him. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported, but Smith instead decided a couple weeks ago, decided a couple of weeks ago to walk away from the sport on his terms. Veteran quarterback Alex Smith Veteran Alex Smith said Monday on ESPN that he visited the Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason and was, quote, so excited, end quote, about the possibility of playing for his former coach, Urban Meyer, in 21, but ultimately decided to retire. Uh, this is what Alex Smith had to say in a little statement. I, uh, quote, I wanted to do my due diligence even though I was leading, leading towards retirement, I wanted to marinate. I wanted to marinate and in a little bit. I wanted to see what was out there, and I'm happy I did. Essentially, there. Uh, end quote. My bad. I thought it was continuing after that. Essentially, though, there was no better way for Smith to go out than on his own terms, having made it back in nearly un, an unthinkable fashion and leading his team to a playoff berth, even. Smith acknowledged as much as in his retirement video, saying, quote, even though I've got plenty of snaps left in me, end quote, ready to discover what awaits him in his, in his next step in his life and first beyond football. Um, let's see here. Posted a 5-1 record in Washington 
as a starter after Dwayne Haskins, after benching Haskins and Kyle Allen went down. Again, like I said, Alex Smith ended up posting a 5-1 record and helped solidify the position, even only if temporary Smith, the injury was Smith or with Smith around to do enough to keep Washington competitive, the football team went on a run to finish seven and nine and win the league's worst division, while Smith won the 2020 Comeback Player of the Year award. And it wasn't more, and it couldn't have been any more deserving. I didn't know. If he didn't get that, I would have been very, very shocked. Um, that I know of, I don't think anyone came back like that. Excuse me, guys. I am so sorry. Anyway, so it's just incredible to see, man, that he actually, like, you know, did the unthinkable. No one, you know, no one thought he'd be able to come back from that. Everyone thought it was officially over from there. And he proved it not to be, you know. He really proved that he could still play, and he did. Came back and played, you know, posting a 5-1 record. Washington needed him desperately, and he came and delivered. But uh, next thing here is ex-Steelers tackle Alejandro Villanueva to visit the Ravens. So I was actually so much shocked about this. I'm not going to lie because Villanueva is such a, you know, I'm used to him being a Steeler. But with the Orlando Brown situation hanging overhead, the Baltimore Ravens are taking a look at a free agent offensive tackle. Ian Rapport reported Monday that the Steelers tackle the Steelers tackle Alejandro Villanueva Former Steelers tackle Alejandro Villanueva is set to visit Baltimore this week. Former Army Rangers signed in Pittsburgh in 2014 after getting cut by the Eagles. After spending a year on the practice squad, Villanueva became the Steelers starting left tackle in 2015, patrolled the left side of Pittsburgh's line, and had started every game for the past five years before hitting free agency this offseason. The Ravens are in the market for potential veteran help at tackle with Brown requesting a trade after replacing an injured Ronnie Stanley at left tackle last year. Brown wants to be a full-time left tackle and not shift back to the right side, which he manned during his first two years. Any trade for Brown would likely come before or during the draft. Given that the Ravens are always conscious about the com- com- compensatory pick process, it'd be surprising if they signed a veteran like Villanueva before the draft. Adding Villanueva, if that's how it plays out, should it play out like that anyway, would be an interesting fit for Baltimore. 32-year-old is much better pass blocker than a run blocker, struggling for much of his career in the run game, given the Ravens' offense is predicated around the ground attack. The fit could be questioned. It would, however, give the Ravens a veteran replacement if the Brown trade goes down. So shit hits the fan with that. They kind of somewhat have a backup, and it's probably nice to know that, considering that any decision you make probably isn't the wrong, probably isn't a bad one. Um, unless of course you, you see, it's, it's very interesting. It all just, you know, I think anything is, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. And the very last thing here today is the NFL is intending not to discipline players for offseason high risk COVID conduct. So the NFL, NFL PA already informed players Saturday night. You know, everyone already knows about the whole memo that was sent out, right, with the whole off-season process, how it's going to work. All these teams are going to go through a process through some point in May. 
and they're gonna, you know, they're all gonna have a phase. There's gonna be phase one, two, and three. And so the NFL is responding to that by saying that they're not going, you know, with that whole new process, they're not going to, they do not intend to discipline players with high risk COVID conduct with this new program that they got going on. So they informed Saturday's, they informed players Saturday evening that the NFL is not going to discipline players for high risk COVID conduct because they're probably, well, I don't want to add that afterwards. Pelosero of NFL Network noted that the activities such as going to bars and indoor events would fall under that category. This development means any players that return to team facilities next week for in-person off-season workouts won't have to live in quarantine, he noted. Last season, teams in the league fined players for a variety of off-field conduct that violated COVID protocols. Former Washington and current Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins received one of the heavier punishments for such behavior after he was fined 40K and stripped of his captainship. I actually remember that. I remember, I think I remember putting that in the podcast. So it was very interesting. But this news is actually coming at the end of a busy week that saw the NFL PA advise players not to show up for the voluntary sessions. So far, players from 18 teams have issued statements through the union saying all or most of them won't participate. Pelosero also reported Saturday's NFL PA memo states that the NFL maintains clubs still have to go through, still have the right to discipline players for violating protocols inside facilities, such as refusal to wear a mask. Most teams begin off-season programs Monday. And I think the reason why they're, they're, they're going in this direction is mainly because they're probably expecting most of these players, because what they're doing is a part of the, one of the, and you may be like, okay, well, and if you missed out on what it, the, the whole memo, um, essentially what it was is a part of it is, I, I don't remember everything at the top of my head, but essentially what they're going to do is during this first phase of the offseason, they're going to allow players to get the vaccine. And I think what I think the reason why this article came out is because they're hoping is because with this article, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of showing the intent of the direction the league is trying to go. And they're trying to show that they're that they're trying to encourage and they are and they're they're encouraging and expecting a lot of players to get the vaccine. And I think that's why they're not going to do high risk COVID conduct. Um, you know, fines or anything because they're expecting most guys to get the vaccine. And I think, again, I think that's why they're doing it because they want players to get it and they're expecting players to. But anyway, guys, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Four Corporate Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. Let me know, especially let me know what you guys think about the whole intention of no high-risk COVID conduct, conduct fines and just everything else in this article. I'd love to hear about it. Let me know, again, let me know my social media links. Again, though, also, like I said before, just go down and rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Again, it just helps kind of distribute it through both the podcast, through both platforms, respectively. And, um... The final thing I wanted to say is I did end up making that 
Um, I did not end up making that second podcast. We'll have that one linked in the description down below. Make sure to go check it out. Give it a follow so you guys will be notified as well as this podcast, actually. Make sure that you hit the follow button on each of these podcasts so that way you guys can become notified when they both upload. But anyway, guys, again, it's been the Full Cripplet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll see you guys next time.